This is Boat Crew RPG with Red Jack. For mature audiences only. Today we're going to be reaching into the past, both literally and figuratively. I will be running a module from the second edition AD&D Mask of the Red Death set. The module is called Red Jack. This takes place in 1890 Boston. And with us as players are Quinn and Tillman. Quinn will be playing Percival Stokes, a brash young private on leave from the army. Tillman will be playing Gabriel Cardona, a college boy, well-educated in matters tangible and intangible. This particular module was printed back in 1994. And I hope, I mean, I remember when it first came out, so I can't say that everyone out there will, but I do love the Mask of the Red Death set. All right, gentlemen, let's get started. Percival and Gabriel, both of you have recently returned to Boston. Percival, you've arrived from your stint in the military. You're on leave. Gabriel... You took a trip down to New York City with some college friends of yours. You both meet at the train station. You are childhood friends, and you haven't seen each other in a couple of years. As you step off the trains and onto the platform, you look across the crowds and immediately pick each other out. Despite the years, you know each other by heart. Now, the train station is bustling. The steam whistles are blaring as trains come and go. People are shouting. Children are running through. You hear cries of thief, pickpocket, as well as cries of joy and happiness as families are reunited from various sojourns abroad. Multitude of languages and accents, particularly heavy right now, are the accents of the Irish, who have been populating Boston to a great extent. As you work your way through the crowds to say hello to one another, the crisp sea air that permeates the region fills your noses and your lungs, reminding you that you are home. Scenes on you guys. Percy! Oh my god, it's so good to see you. Not even five minutes off the train and already I bump into an old, old friend. <laughs> How have you been, Gabriel? Uh, I would say Gabriel moves in to embrace you. Yeah, no, no, they hug it out. <laughs> very good, very good. Tired right now from the train ride, but oh, look at you, all up in your uniform. Yeah, so uh, Gabriel, I mean, Percival, sorry. Percival has like you know, the uh, a uniform from the 1890s, which not quite the same thing as like the early World War I stuff, but also not the old blue uniforms of the Civil War. So I don't have a picture, so I just use your imaginations. I'm sorry, people. Where have you been? Uh, he, he, he just, personal justice to his uniform. I've been in training. In training, right. Well, I hope you won't be needing it. But I assume you will keep the country safe. Uh, don't worry about it. I, I've heard mostly what happened most of the most of the soldiers they haven't had a good war since you know 
the old days of the Civil War, he literally takes off his hat for a bit, puts it back on. I've heard like most of the stories what I've heard about now is men getting deployed across the seas to some island somewhere in the tropics. Like I, I, I think something I've heard about playing like, the Philippines near Asia. That is a some I'm not too sure about it. It's you know I I don't I'm not in the confidence of the higher ups. Well, I wouldn't know anything about that, but uh, I certainly hope they don't send you out into tropical islands. I hope, I hope not either. <laughs> I've, I've had enough of the hot swamps. I've been some time in Louisiana. That wasn't a very pleasant trip. But, but, but enough about my time. And try, how have you been? Wonderful. Excellent. Um, I assume Gabriel, like, points out his friends that he's been in New York with. Um, these are some of my, uh, well, colleagues from college, if you will. Mm. He yells out a few names that you won't remember anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Quick acquaintances uh, like that. Mm. Yeah, just returning. Um, I assume you would notice um, Gabriel like dresses way above class. So he's trying to be extremely fancy in like a suit and top hat. And he has like twirled his beard that he didn't used to have when you first met. Mm. Oh, I see you're start you looking somewhat like uh, like say in those pictures of those fancy European guys. What? Yes, yes, of course. I I try to be fashionable. I find it gets me places. I'm afraid there's not there's not much room for fashion in the military. <laughs> Though I will say I have, there there are some I've seen some officers with some truly astounding facial hair. My God, I swear, one man, his mustache could, he, he, he could win a fight with just mustache, with a mustache alone. I can recommend you some hair growth uh, condiments. As you guys are discussing facial hair, a small boy walks past. Extra, extra, read all about it. Ah, oh, just in time. I wondered, was wondering what was going on. City hey, boy, paper. Hey, that's awesome. Like a, you know, like a. Penny or something. Thanks, sir. Here you are. And he hands you a newspaper and then turns and continues on his way. Extra, extra, read all about it. So what is uh, what is the hot news of the presses? Big article. Splash right on the front page. South End murders continue. It reads mm. as follows. Not everyone is enjoying this unseasonably warm spring. Indeed, it has been a season of death for those on the South End, as a recent series of gruesome murders continues. The most recent victim was found this morning near Atlantic Avenue. This victim appears to have been a prostitute. The police are releasing no further information. Residents of the South End are advised to stay indoors at night until the killer is caught. Hmm. That's odd. Been some killings here. It, it looks like it's not just like a one-off fight between gangs. It sounds like someone's going around killing people repeatedly. Odd. Uh, I tell you that I've... It uh, saddens my heart to see something this sick in this city. Indeed, yes. It's very grim. Mitch, can I use my forbidden lore to like... Um, get some background info on those uh, recent killings? That's more of a local news thing. Okay. 
as you've just arrived to the city, you can, mm. though, give me a quick wisdom check. Go ahead and roll wisdom for me. So I've rolled a d20, and I... Uh... If it's below your wisdom, it succeeds. If it's above your wisdom, it fails. Cool. I'm not sure if this is how the system is actually supposed to work, because, you know, it's been like 20 years, but... <laughs> so I have a 12 under 15. Excellent. So you notice a lack of detail in the article. It doesn't go into how the killings occurred, and it seems like it was written to be exceedingly bare bones. This kind of piques your interest a little bit, as if there's something more going on there. So I, I assume I grabbed the paper from Percy's hands and I read over it. And uh, Gabriel is kind of annoyed at the lack of detail. Either this, either this journalist doesn't know how to write a, a proper article or they are just trying to hide the facts. I don't know. It seems maybe the police force is withholding information from the public really that you know Percival was like sort of like peek over his shoulder like the paper maybe they're just not wanting to share the gruesome details with the public or to, that might offend some the more sensitive readers I wouldn't know I always thought that it would be good for business if the public can get the gruesome details that is true I have I have heard I've heard of those penny dreadfuls being more popular lately all about these gruesome tales Plus, that could work for newspapers. As you guys are discussing the article, it slowly dawns on the both of you that the train ride was long and tiring. You're both feeling quite hungry. Ah, enough about gruesome details, though. It's been a it's been a long journey. I haven't eaten yet, so I intend to get something somewhere. Will you join me for a bite of lunch? I probably know something uh, like not far away. Being a uh, a college boy, I probably know all the bars and pubs and whatever. Oh yeah, and it's absolutely. late. E- it's late enough in the afternoon to grab a beer and something to something to eat. Yeah, you know of a few places along the Boston Common, the Boston Common, where you guys can grab some food. Are you in a hurry, Percy? To I don't know, meet up with your family. Because I know some great places, but I don't want you to like, hold you back. Oh no, no, no! I I made arrangements. I'll meet them later on later on tonight. So I I am fr- I am free for the next several hours. Wonderful. Okay, let's go to one of my favorite spots then. It's Lead on. <laughs> Where everybody knows your name. Where is that music coming from? I swear. <laughs> I just, I hear the notes in the air as if I see no players. You guys find yourselves at a small pub, not that far from the Boston Common. It is, in a word, packed. But you do manage to find a table right by the front windows and the entrance. There are a myriad of conversations going on right now. But one of the overriding conversations does seem to concern the murders that have been occurring. You overhear snippets and pockets here and there, you know, women aghast it's just it's inconceivable i mean what is going on in this town or older gentlemen they're just prostitutes who cares a couple of the younger gentlemen hey i think i knew this one 
the food is decent, the beer flows, and before you realize it, the sun has gone down, and you guys are just carrying on talking like old friends. As you're talking, naturally, the subject of the murders comes up, and a younger gentleman, perhaps a couple of years older than you two, steps over to your table. Hey, you guys talking about the, the killings? Yes, it, it seems we just arrived back in town, and it seems to be the, the, the words on everyone's lips. Or something like that. What is the expression? I forget. Uh, I've had too much to drink. Buy me a beer, and I'll tell you a little bit more. All right, all right. I won't say no to more company. Beer, over here. More, more, more beer over here. He slides into uh, the chair next to you, Quinn. Waits for the beer to be filled. Takes a big, long gulp. So, uh, I'm a junior reporter, and I got the—I get to hear things, you know? And I see you got a uniform on, and you're a fine-looking gentleman, so figure, you know, hey, why not? Maybe I'll get a beer out of sharing the story. And look at I did. So here's the story. Word is, these, uh, these killings are just absolutely brutal. We're not talking like a, a slit throat or a gunshot here. No, no, no. We're talking like absolutely eviscerated. Dozens of stab wounds. Stab wounds ripped open with fingers. It's just body parts, organs everywhere. It is horrifying. Could it perhaps be like a, some depraved madman who has been like, spurned by these prostitutes? It's not like... <laughs> Nah, nah, they don't think it's a madman. They had one suspect, but he had alibis, so they're not uh, they're not too sure what's going on. Mm. But I know the cops are kind of looking for some, uh, we'll say, off-the-record help. If you guys are looking to make a little money. Mm. Why is this not in the papers? You say you're a junior journalist? They don't want to scare people too much. Mm. But the rumors, they, they spread like wildfire anyway. Yeah, most of the rumors are bunk. But, you know, when you, when you put it in print, when it's in black and white, that's when it really gets to people. Right. So who would we have to get in contact with? Hey, go to uh, Detective Sergeant David O'Neill. Sergeant O'Neill. Okay. <laughs> like, first of all, a little sort of lean into Gabriel, like, Look, not even a day back in already. We're off on an adventure. We, 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 he, he like trails off trying to find the words, but he's like bit, bit, just a little bit too drunk to really find a bit complete a sentence. The junior reporter finishes his beer. Have a good night, gentlemen. Puts down his glass, gets up and walks over to another table and starts talking to them there. After a moment, he sits down. Another beer appears in front of him, and he starts talking with the couple at that table. I'm not sure how trustworthy this guy was exactly. Well, you know, it can't hurt. I mean, a little bit of extra money in the pocket is always useful. He's he like, he's like a personal sort of like, you know, looks, look, look, looks down at it, like toward his wallet, just like, and. I don't know about you, but the the pay of the military, it's not horrible, but there's always room for more in there. 
besides, what's the harm if we just go in and just talk for a bit? See, just look around a bit. You know, it can't hurt. Might even, besides, we might even help catch them. And imagine what that would do for both of us. It could get me recognition from my, from my superiors. Could get you some some college. Get the get the attention of the academic world. Oh, it can hurt. Um, I'm not sure it looks great on us if we just walk in there, two young men in asking to help out the police force in this um, vile, brutal spree of murders. What well, if, look at it this what way. if they could... want to, you know, what if it drags attention to our families? Well, then we just have to hold ourselves and conduct ourselves as proper gentlemen. I, I, I know how to behave myself. You know, too. Surely, with the, like, you know, if we conduct ourselves accordingly, not, I don't see why, but any false, any negative attention would fall upon our families. So what do you say, Gabriel? Let's do it. What are we offering them? We need to have a compelling offer where they should put trust in us. Well, I, well you could. Uh, what have you? What have you been studying in, co- in the in your college? I just noticed. I haven't noticed. I haven't asked you yet. What like, like you know? Have you studied the sciences? The uh, you know the the how to the 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 minds of criminals or. So I heard that's a thing now, isn't it? Like studying the mind to help understand people? Along those lines, I've been studying the mm, spiritual aspects of the peoples of this world. And (laughs) I assume Percy's face goes kind of bland and blank. (laughs) Yes, it's like... Okay, so is like, yeah. Okay, see, you can. Uh, um, Gabriel basically does the "don't ask someone who's failing at college at what they are doing there" kind of speech. You know, I've been studying this and that, and I've had these really interesting conversations. <laughs> and of course, first of all, it's like, well, no, there's always need for spiritual knowledge. Besides, doing this might help you get practical knowledge. See, it'll help you learn a lesson from the from the uh, from real world. And as for me, he like gestures like to his art, to his uniform, and like I have been trained in firearms. I have been trained. I am not horrible with a knife either. Trust me, we we have plenty to offer. I'm sure. Yeah, you uh, you have a good point. I do believe they will find you very trustworthy and reliable as a man of the military. Um, I know my way around the college and the bars. And I assume there's a young man going around doing this, or maybe a group. I see more eyes and more eyes searching for this madman, whoever it is, whatever it is, can't hurt. Okay. Okay. I shall sleep on it, but... Very well. Mm -hmm. We shall both sleep sleep off our... uh... Sleep, sleep on our, our, whatever, sleep on something. And then we shall see them first thing tomorrow. Not first thing. I won't be, whenever, when we recover from tomorrow. Okay. As you guys leave, you find yourselves 
walking across Boston Common. It is a fine night for a walk through the common. The full moon shines brightly, lending a glow to the fog that has seeped in from the Atlantic. The sounds of a spring night surround you. The gentle step of a dog and his master out for a stroll, and the occasional call of a nocturnal bird. The gas lights and city noises are pleasantly muffled by the mist, and the baritone hum of a foghorn reaches you with its soothing tones. The dampness wraps about you comfortably, a welcome contrast to the biting winter winds that abated only a month ago. The rustle of your bootsteps on the grass is suddenly drowned out by a piercing scream slashing through the fog like a well-honed scalpel. A peal of maniacal laughter follows. Another scream, coming from everywhere and nowhere, rips through the night and is abruptly silenced. Panting and grunting sounds reach you, along with a sloppy noise like a knife cleaving fresh meat. So yeah, I'll say that per- Percival instantly he's you know, he, like the scream helps sober him up instantly, and he's like immediately like his, you see his hand like immediately like drop down towards his like knife and rests on the handles. Like, did you hear that? Uh, I assume Gabriel is white in his face, and he's kind of making himself very small right now and looking around at what is happening around them. I assume that the street they're on is pretty big, right? But it's kind of indiscernible where the sound is coming from. Austin Common is more of a large park. Park, okay. Yeah, so he's looking around kind of aimlessly. The The sounds seem to originate from a large tree off in the distance. Shadows pool more darkly underneath it, and the moonlight does not seem to penetrate there. First of all, well, like immediately start charging towards the tree. Even on the, even as the back of his mind, he starts starting to remember like that the uh, the night he saw something in Louisiana. All right, leaving Gabriel behind, Percival, underneath the tree, you can barely make out the shapes of two bodies. One lies sprawled in a twisted pose. The other is a tattered silhouette, clutching what looks to be a cleaver. In the shadows beneath the tree, you can see that the second figure's eyes glow lambently, independent of any reflection, with a dull blue. With a snarl, the shape turns and leaps at you, wildly waving the blade in front of it. All right, so I guess at that point, Percival is going to, you know... (laughs) Do I have to make a? I don't know, I just I don't know how D and D combo works. Do I have to roll initiative right now, or I'm lost here? I need guidance. I don't know how D and D works. Oh, second edition. Yes, there will be initiative. Let me pull up the combat reference. Pull out the tome of combat rules. All right. So now, if you turn to if you turn to page 105 of the combat rules. How dost thou roll for initiative? Each of you roll 1d10, please. I got a 9. I got a 2. Okay, it does not have a preset initiative. It got a 1. All right. I won't worry about modifiers. Okay. 
Low roll wins initiative. So it goes first. All right. Swinging wildly, Quinn. It attempts to hit you. And does so. Yep. I only have AC of 10. All right. You suffer two hit points of damage. All right. I'm down to eight. As it slashes you wildly across the chest. Next as, it, as it, sorry, as it, uh, as it like, does, like, you hear Percival just shout out, Gabriel, help! You notice something, Percival. As it slashes, you feel wet drops land on you before it even cuts you. And when it is upon you, the blue glow of the eyes illuminate a face full of wrath and rage. It's that of a 40-something-year-old man, a tramp by the looks of it. Scraggly beard, unwashed, unshaven, long hair, tattered clothing, incoherently snarling with rage. What does Gabriel do? So I'm still a few yards away, right? You are. Percival ran ahead of you. Um, could and damn, I... is he good at running? Yeah. I probably can't run up and do something um, in close combat, right? No, you can't, but you can do a number of other things. You mm-hmm. can try using your Derringer. Right. You can attempt to shout for help. There should be a policeman nearby. You know that there's usually one or two patrolling around the common. Mm-hmm. Um, or you could try to think of a third option that I haven't thought of. Uh, I don't think it's uh, reasonable to use detect evil (laughs) Um, I could do some cocaine to ease the stress you could you could you do have that vial in your pocket Uh, but uh, for real I would um, draw my derringer and try to get closer but I'm afraid to like fire my only shot and maybe even like hit my friend so while moving I will like yell out for help and specifically call for police. The murderer, the murderer is here. Okay. You cover about a third of the distance between yourself and Percival and the thing. Percival, what is your response to having been slashed across the chest? Right through your nice, shiny uniform, too. So, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think if he would have it. I don't think he would have brought his pistol with him, but because like, I don't, a revolver, just I don't think he would. <laughs> he probably wasn't expecting to get into a fight to the death right after getting home. So I'm gonna say, yeah, he just has his knife on him. So yeah, I'll say like he'll like you know draw the his large army knife and try to attack the uh, the, the 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 murderer. So All right, roll yeah. your d20. All right, I got a twelve. That will hit. Roll your damage. All right. I got a two, and I get a plus one to damage from my strength, I think. So that should be three damage. You do indeed. You almost on instinct slash back, that army training kicking in. You're immediately willing to kill this thing, and you haven't even spared a moment to think about it. 
you slash upward from your hip with your knife and it hisses. And now, like, first of all, I was really thinking back to that, like in Louisiana, where he's, he killed something that it looked human, but it, 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 it was, there was too much about it that was rotting away and it was bone sticking out of it. It, it, it. So yeah, he is definitely on, okay, this is, this is not, there was definitely something very weird about this situation right now. He is definitely like, this is not good. Okay, we start the next round. As I mentioned, the thing hisses at you. You feel spittle land on your face. And then the eyes flare brightly for a moment. And then dim. And the glow vanishes. You hear the body give a... (laughs) Uh, And it drops to your feet. At okay, this point, so, I would like both of you to make wisdom checks with a negative six penalty. Okay. I don't make it. I don't either. Okay. As the body slumps to the ground, you hear distant shouting and the sound of a police whistle. I uh, take the last few paces till I reach Percy. I'm still yelling for the police so they know where to turn. And I like, try to check up on my friend. Wow, you you actually did him in. Wow. I, I, incredible. Are you hurt? <laughs> you know, first of all, it's like, you know, like, right now it's like, cl- you know, clutching a hand stuck to his bloody chest. And it's like, I, I, I've had... <laughs> Better days. I, I didn't think I could cut him that deep. Uh, did you see his eyes? They were, they were. He, he's. I thought they were blue, but but then the, the blue went away. I, I don't. I don't understand. Did I get to see that, Mitch? You did. The lambent glow of the eyes was visible at the distance that you were at. You did not, however, make out any of the details of the face. It was more just these two dim, glowing blue orbs with a shadowy form around them. I did see it. I, I thought it was panic, but that wasn't that wasn't right. Yeah, no, men's eyes don't glow like that. At this point, three Boston police officers come rushing up one of them holding a whistle between his lips as he goes. Oi! What's going on here? The, the, the murderer, he... We, we caught him. As, as things settle, and as you take in the scene, and as the lanterns of the police officers begin to illuminate what's around you, you notice the body, as described of a tramp, his clothing outdated, tattered and torn, his features weathered from the hard life he had lived, and a cut across his left shoulder. Bleeding, but not bad enough to have killed him, judging from your experience in the military there, Percy. Several feet away lies the body of a young woman, abdomen shredded, and organs splayed about on the grass, 
one of the officers turns and vomits at the foot of the tree upon realizing what he was looking at. The other two officers turn to you guys. You're coming with us. You either cooperate or we make you cooperate. Uh, At this point, it suddenly dawns on Percy that, you know, standing over a dead corpse and a bleeding man with a bloody knife in his hand doesn't exactly look all that great to to someone who doesn't know the context. And he's just, okay, yes, yeah, yeah. And he, like, you know, he, like, slowly, like, you know, drops the knife. He's like, yes, I'll I'll cooperate. We'll cooperate, right? Of course, yes. Um, Gabriel will probably say yes to whatever the policemen throw at him because, like, he's so disturbed by what he's witnessed at this point. One of the officers will pick up the knife that Percy dropped. The other, the other officer will nod a little bit down the way. Follow me. As you guys turn to leave, another two officers arrive. Two officers accompany you back to the precinct house, not too far from the common. They place you both in a cell with a stale piece of bread each. Wait here. And they leave. So, this is not how I pictured the, my first night back in Boston going. I, I thought there might be a jail, jail cell involved at some point, depending on how drunk we got, but not for this reason. I assume um, Caper is kind of uh, staring into the wall or at the floor, still kind of processing. You two have the cell to yourselves. There's a bucket in the corner and a single bench to sit on. Across the hallway is another cell with someone who absolutely reeks of alcohol, sleeping it off on the bench. The moonlight penetrates through the sole window in the cell, and the flickering gas lamp in the hallway creates a wan, sickly illumination that makes the shadows dance. Percy, please uh, turn away. I need to relieve myself. Oh, trust me, you, you haven't you haven't seen. Uh, I could tell you stories about how we do had to do the trains and what, oh, uh, just whatever. Fine, he, he like sort of you know half cut chuckles to himself about. I was that your modesty sort of takes a hit when you join the army. Want to find out more about the story? Join our Discord channel. The link is in the description.